What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM, and... SeatGeek.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. The Niners pulled the victory from the teeth of defeat. I mean, holy smokes. It, I, we talked about this. I said it after the game on Monday. If this were a college game, 95% chance they lose. And uh, I did think, I, I know Moose Johnston felt this way. I did think they were just a little, and I can't really blame them, just emotionally spent, probably physically drained from the game they played against the Eagles. And, I mean, the... Uh, Seahawks and they just drop bodies let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor I mean they're losing people left and right John I don't know if they're allowed to activate players mid-game because they ran like 65 different players out on the field today well they are the one team like when I was in the NFL the guys that didn't dress beside maybe one guy were like yeah we can't dress that guy the Niners if you're inactive you're probably a starter and if you're active and playing you might just get benched the next week, but then at any moment, like three weeks later, you're just back in the mix. They are legitimately a baseball 40-man roster just moving guys up and down throughout the week. It's crazy. Because you're like, oh, there's Joe Staley. Oh, there's George Kittle. Oh, where's that guy? And then when Emmanuel Sanders, I, I've never had bruised or broken ribs. I've always heard, I'm sure you have. I mean, we all have. And anyone listening that knows, I guess breaking a rib feels like I think anyone can relate that's ever got food poisoning. If you ever had food poisoning, you go, I don't know what death is like, but this is pretty damn close. I've heard breaking a rib, like, I don't know what the most painful thing is, but like on the high pain tolerance or something that's not like life-threatening, that's way near the top. Guy, he fell on a ball with the bruised ribs. Mm. Can you imagine the Mm. pain that shot through his body that he had to be going, what the fuck am I doing this for? You know, <laughs> don't I have about 40 mil in the bank? Because that pain when he's laying there had to be extreme. But then, do you ha- you don't have the box score open right now, do you? I was actually about to open it. so I, I, I opened it up. And it, it, do, do you, you know the healthiest thing? Do you not thing? want me to look or do you want me to yeah, look? Yeah, don't look yet. Okay. I think the healthiest thing about me and you is we can watch a game. And I don't need the box score to generate opinions. I, I don't need any numbers besides like the score. 
You know, the when you read Jimmy's line, you're gonna be like, "What?" Because I I just read Jimmy's line okay. and I'm kind of shocked. Sorry, I got this thing uh, running in the background. Can't think. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I got to admit, you- I saw a tweet that w- or a, actually it was an Instagram just from a friend that was at the game with a shot of the video board. Had his numbers. No, just his yardage. And I, I think, th- did it start with a four? Uh, yes. <laughs> Two for over 400 yards today. I, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> did I watch that game? If you just read his first, including three interceptions, ele- or no? Yeah, if, yeah. If I do not include the two picks, if I just read you the completion slash attempts, the yards and the touchdowns, you're gonna be so, like, "Who is this I, guy, John Elway?" I have not seen. I'm gonna. I have not seen the the completions, attempts, and the touch. Uh, well, he, okay. I'll just give you the attempts because it's, uh, he threw it 45 times. So I'm gonna say he completed. I mean, thinking about it, there weren't that many. I'm gonna say. 34, 36. You were right. 34 of 45. Yeah. Which has got to be like 80%. There weren't that many incompletions. I mean, 424 yards and four touchdowns. So it's like, did he? He had two memorable picks. I mean, the one was really memorable because he hit the guy in stride. As someone tweeted at me, he's not throwing interceptions, John. He's throwing completions to the opposition. <laughs> And I think that's, that, that was a great way to put it. He's throwing completions to the opposition. But, Guy, if I just read you, you go 34-45 for 424 yards and four touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Now, was it one of those? I'm trying to think. I mean, the last touchdown was really impressive. His one to Bourne was impressive in the back of the end zone. His couple to Dwelly. Yeah, I mean, they were what just was, nice how did they After the Dwelly touchdown that got wiped out by the Richburg hold, was that a? I think that was born in the back of the end zone. That was born in the back of the end zone. Okay. Well, because there were four touchdowns, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Wilson scores the final one, Dwelly two, and then born in the back so, of the yeah, end zone. So yeah, must have been. Which again, Bourne's the one guy that can have some drops. Where you're like, I don't totally hate him. <laughs> you know? No. Like he's he's a useful player because I watched Marquise Goodwin. It's like, guys, get him off the field, relieve him of his duties. I. I think people thought, like, middle class, you're just saying it to take a stand. Like, I wouldn't have kept him on the team to make the final 53. I don't understand as the season goes. He had a terrible drop again today. What's the point of playing him, guy? You have this player named Richie James that they threw it to today on that. There is no better play in this offense when, like, the stretch zone throwback screen works because it's just, it's out the gates, as we say in the league. It's out the gate. And Richie James was just flying. Why doesn't Richie James play more? I, I don't quite understand it, but Jimmy was uh, Jimmy's a roller coaster ride guy. He's a he's a roller coaster ride that's not a negative because he consistently makes winning plays. And today, I mean, I, w- on your confidence level, when they got the ball back with three, what was it like three minutes left, that they were going to score a touchdown. My, mine was more. They're probably going to get in the field goal range. And this random dude that was sitting on his couch, I got a bad feeling he's going to, like, shank it, you know? That's where my head was at. I'm like, they're going to drive, get in position, probably 48-yarder, and he's going to, like, hit the pole. <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a kick in the dick. Instead, Jimmy, bang, bang, boom, bang, game-winning touchdown. Yeah. They celebrate. They, um, I felt pretty good about them getting, giving them, about him giving them a chance. But I was with you. You and I were texting. I did not feel good about a field goal attempt at all. And neither did they, clearly. 
well, what do you think when he went on the field during the timeout to like check the say, like check the ground? I was like, bro, you look a little nervous there on the sideline, my yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't feel great about it. I feel like, look is at that this. a normal? Is that a normal procedure? I don't. I don't. <laughs> my get. I don't think it's that abnormal for the kicker to just. Like be thirty yards ahead of the team and just kind of feel out just the while grass. The, yeah while everyone's off the field to just kind of visual maybe a little visualization but I didn't feel if good you about were it a coach and saw it on the side of your eye would you be like what is this guy doing I feel like I've seen it before but it I definitely know it's good. happened before but I'm just saying the first thing I think it does is the casual dude watching the game is like is this guy is this guy in a good frame of mind right now <laughs> is kicking in the net's not good enough for him why isn't he kicking into the because did you one thing yeah. they said late in the game maybe it was this it was definitely in the second half and I, I i give kyle credit for being candid about this like i i can't pretend to know anything about kickers you know and that's probably the big advantage that bill belichick has over everybody if you need if you said bill this guy's a zero. He doesn't even know how to approach the ball, technique to kick. Like he could just be a kicking coach. Like tomorrow, Belichick could. No other coach in the league that's a head coach could even think about doing that. Maybe Harbaugh would have some idea because he's been a special teams coach, but probably more like motivation with swords to get the guy to kick hard. Because I don't. Do you think Jim uh, John Harbaugh is like coaching Justin Tucker? I don't really. But I think he'd have a fighting chance. Like Kyle's like I don't know anything about kickers. I just kind of look at the way they the way they carry themselves, his confidence, how he practice, how he hits field goals in practice, and, I, and out of my realm. I just listen to my special teams coach, right? Yeah, which can be a little scary sometimes because they're kind of, you know, like baseball players. I think talk about it a little with pitchers how they're a little different, but to me, they're still much more like normal baseball players than football players and the kicker, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason the kicker, well, there's a lot of reasons the kicker's so different, but. Um, real quick before I get back to Jimmy on this subject, remember Kyle said it during the draft, how they had to look for a punter. He had to watch special team film. He hopes he doesn't have to do it for another decade. Where, what was I watching the other day? It might've been Alabama. It might've been a college team and like Rinaldi, this was in the last couple weeks and they just did this feature on a kicker. It was like, I swear it was Saban or someone. It might've been an NFL coach. It was a famous coach. Whoever the kicker was basically was like, you know, luckily, they just kind of leave me alone. They just tell me, you just do your own thing. You can do your weird shit at practice. Just make them in the games. You do you during the week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> do, you, do you think, like, they just let... Yeah, Aaron Donald was just like, yeah, they just let me do me during the... No one else gets treated like that. But the kicker's are like, yeah, just fucking kick. You better make them, though, because if you miss, we will cut you. But no other... Even, like, Brady's getting yelled at, you know? <laughs> the kickers are just in this different world. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing... <laughs> regular coaches who aren't the special teams coach talk about the kickers because they'll say things like you know they they do a lot of drills sometimes they they can do a lot they do the drop drill where they're practicing the drop and they they do the spin drill where they're practicing how it spins off their foot and it's just like this is just what they've told this is just the scam that the special teamers have told the regular coaches about how hard they're working when everyone else is hitting the sled well someone sent me a dm the other day and asked me why does it feel like so many punters at like the 50 yard line have no chance to directionally punt or to like give themselves a legit chance within the 10, you know, like 10 to zero kind of that frame. Mm -hmm. Like why most balls fly right in the end zone. And I, and I thought like the one underrated part, I think we think about like sitting on our couch. Why doesn't he just place it like a little lob wedge, the rush. If you notice the, 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 like there's not a second between (laughs) the guy that comes flying by the punter 
even in those situations and the punt. Like, we we think just watching it, is, I think, is a little easier than it actually is. Same with field goals, right? They're, they are relatively bang-bang. There's not much, well, I got an extra second and a half to kind of line this thing up. There is a guy coming at you, even if it's not a full-on rush. You know? Yeah. I, you, I don't know if that's probably the one thing in football. I think for most part, like a sweet pass rush, you can kind of tell. But even you and I will never forget being there with Matt Ryan, the pick of the stick, the speed coming off the edge. But punts the same thing and kicks the same. These guys are fucking hauling ass coming for that oblong spheroid, whatever the football is. Pretty good, yeah. Spheroid. That's why That's why I, I texted someone this week. Like, I can't pretend to know, like, is Jimmy good enough or not good enough? And when I say that, like, to win playoff games, to beat Rodgers, Brady, Russell, whoever. The Vikings like to win those. But I do know this. He is, the, the two things that really stand out to me. We know he has the physical attributes to win. I mean, we see him making all the throws and all that BS. His physical toughness is unquestionable. He can get destroyed. He consistently gets up. I have zero questions with staying in the pocket, staring down the receiver slash DB, and throwing the ball. Like, he's not afraid to do that. And I would say this is probably even more important, and we saw it last night with Jalen Hurts. His resiliency after shitty plays are elite. And when I say that, like, he's unfazed by them. Now, he's going to make a lot of shitty plays, but he's unfazed by them. And that, to me, is a legit character trait at quarterback because it's easy to go no different like a pitcher. Like, can you just legitimately give up a bomb and then just siphon it out of your mind and go next pitch? Can you throw a pick? in the fourth quarter and just come back and not be like super in the tank. Anyone that plays golf knows like, can you hit one out of bounds and the next ball, especially if you're playing for some money, hit the next one in the fairway. Like it's, it is hard. It takes a lot of mental pressure. And I think this gets back to his, the base where he learned the sport of football came of fucking Vince Lombardi school, Harvard graduate level in new England. Right. They just, they live by that. So you're just, it's ingrained in you. I, I think he's lucky that way. Maybe it's clearly just naturally the way he innately kind of goes about life too. Like he's pretty mellow and like even keel. Right. Because I, so, he makes some pretty devastating picks. Yeah, look. Throw some. I think he's good enough to win like the playoff games that you're talking about winning. Um, now part of that is dependent on his, you know, his defense is I think got to be pretty good. Like I don't think it has to be, we're not talking about it. He doesn't have to be playing with the Ravens defense. But uh, I, think, I think he's good enough, John. I, to me, the question isn't can he make all the necessary plays to win. It's will he make them and avoid the heartbreaking interceptions that his interceptions to me, for a quarterback that I think is good, he probably throws some of the weirdest interceptions. Like Derek Carr threw an interception Sunday that it was just, to me it was more a great play by the DB. What, what – it's confusing to me about some of the interceptions that Jimmy G throws is that nine times out of ten he does these things that make me think he sees the field like he sees things that you don't see coming on t- even on TV you're like I don't know where I don't know where that ball's going and the ball be in the air and you think it's going to the guy underneath and then it goes to some other guy running a deep out like he throws he makes some incredible plays not just throws but he clearly can see the field really well and then his pick some of his picks are just uh, it's almost like he sees through people to his benefit most times and occasionally maybe a guy sneaks in but 
I, I have reached the conclusion that he is good enough to win you high-level playoff games against really good quarterbacks. Like, we'll see him Sunday against the Packers. I think he's that good. I do think he's that good. But I don't think he's – he's clearly not flawless, which most guys aren't. I feel really good about him in a situation where you need him to go make plays. Like, I, he can do it. Um, and I think it's partly combined with Kyle, right? Like, I feel like Kyle, part of that confidence is that Shanahan – clearly is just i mean as as good as it gets when it comes to just rhythmic offensive play calling i mean it's well there, there was a drive i thought kyle flexed his muscle today when he threw the richie game screen because it was 16 nothing and yeah. for a split second it felt like and i te- that was second quarter i texted you i'm like this yeah. feels like the drive here is this gonna be a red flag game where you just go well they lost 35 to 7 it was just their moment their low moment because they were one more touchdown from Kyler right away from being like, well, they don't have the horses right now to fucking score. And it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't really feel like Kyler was going to throw picks. And then he hit that play to Richie James, and a couple plays later, they had a touchdown, I think, to Dwelly. And that you felt like, okay, 16 7. And then you just, you were just in the game. Then they ended up kicking a field goal, and then they score, and then all of a sudden they had the lead. So even when Arizona takes back the lead, right? Because it was. 17 to 16, then they kick a field goal, and it was like 19-7. But you was just like, then it became a game. But for a split second, not, I mean, not a split second, I tweeted this, like they were one more Arizona touchdown away from being, this thing's over. And they weathered the storm with just a elite call from Kyle, that Richie James green, because it had to happen. Like they, yeah. they, I mean, that was, I think, like 57 yards and just changed the game. But then Jimmy... I don't know what to say. He has more picks, and he did it a couple times last week. They just didn't catch it, where he hits the guy in stride. It does feel like he has more hit-the-guy-in-stride plays than any quarterback that you consider a top-15 quarterback, right? Just watching the league the last all year. Like the Dax, the Wences, the Brady. I mean, just the, the guys in the top even Kirk Cousins. He is doing it consistently and has done it consistently every game. Has he not? Yes. And sometimes they drop it, and sometimes they catch it. Like, e- even the pick he threw to Dwelly, the hits off his hands, it was way behind him. Like, that that's also on Jimmy. So if you are going to push it into a tight window... Tips and overthrows. Yeah, you can't be inaccurate. What the, the question came up, um, was the interception... Was that baby zone? Yeah, he was... Not the like Dwelly, the other one. Like, I mean, but yeah. Jimmy throw it Like, he drops back. Is he outside of the 20 when he throws it? To me, though, if the guy catches it like the six-yard line, that's baby that's zone. That's baby zone. Like if, if the guy is catching it within the 10 and it's not like a Hail Mary type throw or not like a 30-yard bomb, like that, that to me was 100% baby died. Really impressive job by uh, you, the listener, of just alerting us whenever there's a baby zone interception on the internet. I know. Keep it up. Well, But they are a pretty devastating guy because that was a three-point swing. That was... Yeah, it was. I think it was sixteen to seven. He throws a pick right there, and then they score and make it nineteen to seven. So worst case scenario, they kick a field goal, assuming the this new guy is not just in his own dome. You never know. But let's just assume he hits it. That's that was a big little swing right there. And then they got lucky toward the end of the game. Their defense is just so freaking good because God, he throws some picks, man. I mean, it's just he's not Jameis. I mean, I, who had four today who has four pick sixes on the season. Mm. But he does have a lot. I mean, 
I think I saw someone tweet he had 14, or maybe it was 12. Who? Jameis or How Jimmy? Many, Jimmy. 12? Well, yeah, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy had 10 coming in today and had two today, Damn. so that's 12. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of picks, guy. And what's he got? I eight? would so imagine when, touchdowns. when the season ends and, you know, they go 13-3, and three, it'll probably be the highest interception number in the history of, like, a if they get a one or two seed in the history of a one or two seed, right? If he has 16 or 17 t- interceptions, that's a lot. Favre? But I think a lot of times Favre... I mean, like he's, he's, the, he's the record holder. I mean, far well. They, I think he. I think he had some years though where he, where he kind of fluffed it up. Yeah, I mean, he, they went twelve and four. He threw sixteen. Twelve and four. He threw fifteen. Eleven and five. He threw twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> but how many touchdowns did he throw on those? Thirty one and twenty three. Not. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. So uh, his three MVP years, he was thirty eight, thirteen, thirty nine, thirteen, thirty five, sixteen. So wouldn't you say? Like, Jimmy's going to be in, like, the mid-20s, probably. Like, 27, 28. Favre was, even back then, in the 90s, when he was throwing 18 times, was throwing 35. Which, with inflation, wouldn't you say is probably more like 42 now? Well, Jimmy's got 18 right now, right? But the guy, they've played 10 games. Well, I know. So, he had six games left. So, let's say, even if he so averaged two, that'd 30. be 30. Yeah. yeah. But 30 and 18 is not the same as 35. But average 13. two, I mean, you can get to, you know... You you could argue he might have to get to thirty four just for them to you know win to beat the Ravens, to? yeah, to beat the Packers. To beat but you the do Saints. agree in nineteen ninety six thirty five touchdowns a little different thirty five touchdowns yeah, now, definitely like that. You go thirty five touchdowns back then that had to be like God damn. What do you what what do you think Twitter said in ninety three though when Brett threw twenty four interceptions? You know he's young he's learning. Uh, bold move trading him trading a second round pick for him, but he was. You know, an early second round pick, risky. You know, just risky. This this Holmgren guy is he really a head coach? You know, I I know they signed Reggie White, but do they have enough around Reggie? Uh, you know, Sterling Sterling Sharp, you know, looks has a chance to be a Hall of Famer. Is Favre good enough? Yeah, if he stays healthy. You know, is the Bears run as an elite defense over now that it's the mid nineties or early nineties? Some of these guys are gone. What's up with this guy Barry Sanders? Can he? Can he resurrect this dead franchise? That's those would be my takes. Uh, all right. So, why do the Lions always play on Thanksgiving? Now we've got, that's that that take actually still exists in the Twitter era. Do, do you know, or are they just grandfathered in? I think they're grandfathered in. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Tradition. are they are they grandfathered in? They've got to be. How else would you explain this? Uh, I don't know. Why, why are they always on Turkey Day? I don't mind it. You know. I don't now, now with the third game, you can just put them in the morning, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, the Lions kick off at 8.15, you know, because the it morning was ba- game Yeah, but it was bad for a while because they they didn't really – they didn't play the NFL Network game usually back in the start of this. No. I mean, so – And the Habermans yeah, – just had the two games. Habermans did not have NFL Network for a long Me time. Me neither. But the guy – I don't think the NFL Network game came around until like 10 years ago. It's not – it's not well, even I know. Like when we were growing up. It, it no, no, I'm not exist. talking about our childhood. I'm talking about when the NFL Network game first started, the Haberman still didn't have – my parents still didn't have NFL Network. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they have it now? Yes, they have it now, thank God. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.